Welcome to Golf Better at Edwin Watts Golf, episode 128. Hello, everyone. My name is Tom Brissell, and thanks once again for listening. Whether you're a first-time listener or a long-time subscriber to the show, either way, it doesn't matter. You're with us, and that's what's important. And we have a very special guest with us today, nine-time winner worldwide, three times in the last 11 months. He's a good friend of Ping Golf who brought him here today, Mr. Mark Wilson. Mark, thanks so much for joining us. It's great to have you. Hey, Tom. Thanks for having me. You grew up in Wisconsin. Everybody got their start in their love affair with the game somehow, somewhere. Can you share with us a little bit how you got how you got hooked on golf? Well, my dad started me really young. My dad was a scratch golfer, and golf meant a lot to him. And and uh, I got pictures of me when I was just two years old holding a club, and and uh, and really just got going at a really young age, and always always knew golf and uh, played other sports too, but. You know, I remember taking it seriously when I was 12. That, that was the summer that my mom dropped me off at the course nearly every day. Um, and the only reason I left early is because I had a baseball game that night. So um, really, you know, played tournaments. And uh, just my mom carted me around the, around the state of Wisconsin, where I was from, um, all summer long, playing against different competition. And, and uh, that's how I remember it. And somehow you went from Wisconsin to North Carolina. You became a Tar Heel. I did, yeah. I happened to have a good year. Um, my kind of in between my junior and senior year that summer, I um, had some good tournaments and, and nationwide tournaments, and co- coaches kind of recognized me. So I kind of had a, uh, I could visit a few different ones. The University of North Carolina just seemed to fit me perfectly, and, and I always wanted to go south. I, I mean, I just wanted to have that opportunity to practice year on and see what it was like. And and the ironic thing is now that I, I still live up north. I live in Chicago, but but now it's a little different than you know when you're high school or college. I can actually, you know, choose my own schedule. I can get on a plane and, and leave the cold if I need to, and and that's what we do with PGA Tour. I play a lot of tournaments early in the year, and and uh, let the snow thaw and 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 uh, return in April when uh, when the golf course are starting to open. Well, going to North Carolina, you got a little south, but you did still have the season. So I'm sure you played a little bit in the toboggan and the gloves as well, right? We did, yeah. We, it was kind of funny. We always had a, uh, it seemed like an annual ice storm um, about two or three days before we were headed to Puerto Rico for our first tournament of the year. You know, we're all excited to get ready, and and uh, Mother Nature was just kind of laughing at us, going, "You might not get that flight out." Um, we always managed to get out, and uh, but yeah, we still had some change of seasons there um, at Chapel Hills, one of my favorite places in the world. It's just gorgeous, and and uh, yeah, change of season still, but certainly you could play golf year round. And as a North Carolina alum, as Dickie Vitale would say, a little bit of heartbreak hotel last weekend, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, uh, we were we were gelling so good as a team, and uh, see Kendall Marshall go down there and was was kind of tough. And um, but they persevered and, and you know pulled through against Ohio and Kansas was just a little too tough. We'll try again next year. Well, you left North Carolina and obviously wanted to do this for a living. Can you share with us a little bit how that how that transpired? You know, I always really wanted to give it a shot. I mean, I didn't know how good you had to be or, you know, if you needed this magic potion or what it was. But uh, when I got to college, I got to play against some players that, that uh, you know, like a Justin Leonard, for example, who was who was also competing and fit the Masters and stuff and come back and play college tournaments, um, realized that they're just normal people. You know, I'm sure he's a better golfer than I was at the time, but, but maybe I can give it a shot. So I got some sponsors. I got a little bit of money with the help of some relatives and some some of my dad's uh, business colleagues and and um i remember leaving january 1st uh to to drive south uh, to go qualify for the hooters tour um in 1998 after i graduated from college and and um i was having the time of my life in those years i had three years on the main tours uh 
play a little bit over there in Australia, play the nationwide tour. Um, all those certainly make uh, PGA Tour life that much sweeter because I know um, there's so many of those guys just like me that are, uh, you know, you're living out of your car and, and you're staying in cheap hotels just kind of chasing a dream, and that's what I was doing. Yeah, and it's so hard to win on tour because there's just so many, you, you put yourself in position to win, and there's so many great players out there. And like you said, even on the, even on the smaller tours, it's just, it, it's, it's just a battle both physically and mentally. It is, and, and I guess um, you know I learned early, uh, early on is that I just need to uh, learn every day from from what I do, uh, whether it's good or bad. Especially the bad. I mean, uh, you know that can make you um, maybe tinker with something, you know, a swing thought or equipment or or maybe your course management, something like that. Uh, those bad days are the ones where you can really learn a lot about yourself and try to improve and. Uh, you know, it took me a while to figure that out. You might, you know, would maybe sulk instead there, maybe in my early 20s. But soon enough, I figured it out. That's what's going to make me a better golfer to learn from those lows, and, and that's why we enjoy the highs even, even better. Mark Wilson joining us. Mark, turning back the clock, you're kind of a an oddity these days in that you started playing ping equipment when you were a teenager, and now people just seem to flip-flop left and right depending on the contract or their game. You've stayed the course with ping. Talk about that long-term relationship. Oh, they, well, they've been really loyal to me, and, and uh, it's really easy for me to be loyal to them because I love the equipment. I mean, it's uh, uh, great stuff. I got my first set of ping I-2s when I was 12 years old, and my dad surprised me with those, and and, you know, yeah, I've played them ever since. Uh, North Carolina was a ping school, and so we, we got ping equipment there. And when I turned pro, I was a nobody, you know, playing on the mini tours, and they still supported me with equipment, and, and that meant a lot to me. And, and uh, you know, now that I'm on the PGA Tour, uh, yes, there's so much to look at. There's so much uh, candy out there, so to speak, of all these different uh, new things out there, what to try. And, um, you know, things just uh, always put out great products. They're not flashy. They're not necessarily looking for, um, I guess, the masses to play their equipment. It's, it's you know, you're going to get, you're going to get the serious golfers who have playing equipment. If you see that in their bags, you know they're they're serious about their game. And uh, I'm certainly serious about mine. And and I just love wearing that name on my hat and uh, supporting them. Well, they were the first and really the only one way back when to to resonate custom fitting, and they still do it today with color code systems and everything. Can you talk a little bit about how how important that is for an average golfer, not just a not just a tour player? Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's important for us. We see that just tweaking them a degree or two or whatever in terms of lie, um, and you know your swing can kind of develop over over the years and over even over weeks, and sometimes it's just a tweak in the equipment that can help. So. It is extremely important to get fitted for the right stuff, um, and to keep, and, and certainly to keep them uh, in order. I mean, regripping clubs and and just taking care of them, cleaning them, and all that little stuff. Uh, um, uh, you know, are details that are that are part of being a great player. And uh, uh, Harson Slim started something way back then, and he was he was doing it. And things does it all the way down to the putter line now. Came out with some neat putters uh, a couple of years ago where. Uh, you know, figure out what kind of stroke you have, and they have a putter that's specifically made for you. And um, it's just, it's just really cool. They're always uh, uh, neat for me to go to the factory and um, and see what they're working on next, and try out what's going to be the their new thing and and uh, possibly new thing because they're always trying stuff, and not everything makes it out to uh, out to the stores. Well, you were switched to the uh, I-20 driver and the Irons this year. You were the first to win with them earlier at Humana. Talk about what's in your bag right now and, and what, what, what you really like about it. 
Yeah, the I twenty uh, driver was in my bag. They're starting in January, and, and I twenty irons as well. Um, it worked a little bit in November when they came out, just um, hitting them uh, there in Phoenix at the factory and making sure all the lies are right and lofts and and uh, you know came out with them. And, and the main thing that I noticed on the West Coast was that they really went through the wind better than uh, than the other clubs I had. I was using the I tens before, and those are great clubs too. Um, but I did I did notice that I would have to um, hit a bunch, hit knockdown shots as much as I used to. I could just kind of hit the normal trajectory, and for some reason. Um, the ball was going through the wind if I was into the wind, which is a which is a big positive. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, be able to win my third tournament with them in the bag. Um, that's not usually me. I mean, I'm usually kind of like slow to switch. And um, but those just felt so good. I was like, I have, to, I want to put these in. I want to put these in. And then I missed the cut in Hawaii. I'm wondering, oh, is this the right thing? I had a great 2011. Should I stick with the I-10? Um, thankfully, the answer was given me the very next week with, uh, with a W with the I-20s, and, and they're in there to stay. They carried on to the match play as well, an awesome tournament there. Yeah, I had a lot of fun there and, and um, just enjoyed Ping's success there. I mean, we had uh, three guys there in the uh, in semifinals, uh, you know, up at 7 a.m. there uh, in the dark together, Mealy, Westwood, Hunter, Mayhem, next to each other. Um, it was really cool, and uh, it was a good weekend that was with uh, around the world with Angela Stanford winning and Chicago winning as well. It was a great weekend for Ping, and it's been a great year for you, Mark. I read a stat a few weeks ago that your three wins in a little over 12 months on tour are more tour wins than a guy with the last name of McElroy, a guy with the last name of Westwood, and a guy with the last name of Donald combined. I mean, you talked earlier about how hard it is to win on tour, but you found something. What's, what's going on? I guess I've found a way to take a, take the, I guess, season opportunity. Um, you know, I haven't played as well uh, as of late. I don't feel like I came that far off, but, um, I always thought of myself as a very steady player. Um, but recently, um, with those wins, um, start with Hawaii and then Phoenix and then Humana, I feel like I, um, and then almost match play where I feel like if I got something, I just sort of let it roll. I let it snowball in the right direction and, um, whereas maybe in the past I've been careful, you know, just be like, oh, okay, top ten's fine. Let's just sort of try to, uh, you know, try to just sort of uh, uh, go in obscurity here, and, and tenth place is good. But instead, um, really see that things are clicking, and it just sees that opportunity, and that's I feel like that's been a difference. So mentally, I've been there um, when I've been able to pull off the victories. Well, Mark, you're at home in Chicago right now, and something big's happening in Chicago later this year, the Ryder Cup. I know it's uh, well, one of your dreams to make that team. You're, you're I believe, fifth or sixth in the standings right now. Uh, talk about that and how important it is to be in your community there. Um, yeah, it would be really cool to make that team, regardless of whether where it is. But it, with it being only about 15 miles from my home, uh, it just would uh, really be a cool way to, to to start that. I feel like that's the next step in my career to to make one of those teams. It's kind of for the elite players um, on the PGA Tour um, to to make a Ryder Cup team or a Presidents Cup team. So uh, the best way to miss that team though is to focus on the standings every week and and think about that while I'm on the course. So uh, I'm certainly going to just play golf and and try to chase some more victories and hopefully get that momentum I talked about earlier in the year. Um, find that in the majors, and um, I'm sure I'll have enough points to make the team. Well, speaking of old Mo, the momentum, and speaking of the majors, about a week and a half away, we've got a big one, the first one coming up in Augusta, the Masters. Talk about what you're doing to prepare for that. 
I'm getting some rest. I um, I play a lot of tournaments on the West Coast, and then I play the whole Florida swing. Uh, so I, I did find myself making some um, silly mistakes uh, at Bay Hill and, and even in Tampa the week before. So um, I'm happy to be just sort of uh, um, just kind of getting some odds and ends around the house, enjoying the family uh, at home, and playing with uh, the boys' toys that we that we haven't seen in, in three months. And um, and the weather's supposed to warm up. The golf course is already open, which is rare. Last year, remember, I had to plead with the people at Butler National to let me hit some balls, and, and they did because they knew I was going to Augusta, and that was an okay excuse. Uh, this year, of course, it's already been open. It's been a really mild winter, and um, so I, I can go play there at Cog Hill when, uh, when I have a chance. I'll probably do maybe maybe two 18-hole rounds this week and, and just take it kind of easy and, and get to Augusta Monday and, and enjoy, um, enjoy playing that golf course for the week. Well, some of the past winners say that is some of the recipe for success. Take a little time off, spend some time with the family, and don't, don't just be going at it uh, 120 miles an hour when you get in there because it's hard to hit those brakes and, and slow down when you get there. That's a very good way to look at it. Yeah, the, the, the course really does uh, – it's one of those places where you want to go play a lot. I could see myself wanting to get there on Saturday and, and just playing a ton just because it's such a fun place to play. They put some love in that grass there that, that's different than anybody, anywhere else I've played. And it's just a great challenge with undulating greens and all that stuff. And that's what we look for as professional golfers, the challenge. What's the next challenge? And, and Augusta National provides that. Um, but if you get there too early, I'm just, you know, Thursday can't come soon enough. And so I, I want to do my little preparation, but I also want to be hungry when Thursday starts. Well, Mark, thanks so much for taking the time for us. We're going to be pulling for you at Augusta and also the rest of the year. It's been great talking with you, and we appreciate the time. And we'll be just saying uh, go Tar Heels this year and next year, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go Tar Heels. Thanks, Tom, for having me, and, uh, and thanks everybody for listening. Thank you, Mark, and thanks again to our friends at Ping for arranging that phone call with Mark Wilson. What a, what a class guy. Three wins in a little over a year is just amazing. And uh, he's getting some rest now, like he said and getting ready to uh, to take it south to Augusta. Just a reminder, always want to hit our Golf Better podcast page on edwinwattsgolf.com. One, to make sure you get the latest and greatest episode, but number two, hit that register to win button. There's always something that we have where you can have a chance to register to win. Right now, it's a pair of FootJoy golf shoes of your choice, a couple of FootJoy Stay Soft gloves, and a couple trial packs of the new Titleist Velocity Balls courtesy of our friends at Akushnet Golf. All you have to do is click that register to win button, put in the pertinent information that we ask of you, and your name will be registered for a chance to win those shoes, gloves, and balls from FootJoy and Titleist. Well, thanks again to Mark Wilson for joining us today and our friends at Ping Golf for putting it together, and, of course, to you, our listening audience, for joining in. And join us next time when we have another episode of Golf Better at edwinwattsgolf.com. So long, everyone.